Baylor men's basketball is not a Final Four caliber team yet. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked on Baylor. I am Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. That is Brandon McKinnon from our Daily Bears. Thank you for making Locked on Baylor your first listen every single day. Welcome back. It was a great holiday. Uh, I guess it still is technically the holiday because New Year's Eve and all that jazz is coming up. I hope you had a great time and stayed safe out there. I, I did safe um, and stayed in that. And happy to be back in the work grind. And Brandon, happy to have you on as I make the statement that Baylor men's basketball is not a Final Four caliber team, which, shocker, they're number 12 in the nation. They're eight spots out of the AP top four. But yet, I throw the word yet in there and give it to you, our basketball aficionado, your thoughts. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, fresh off Christmas, we're all, all had a great holiday and your lead-in is Baylor's not a final four team let's discuss and so uh, you know it seems it seems fitting because we haven't I don't think we've seen Baylor play up to what any of our expectations were prior to this year true I don't think it's time I think it's too early to say expectations were wrong because we've seen flashes in games where we haven't seen the complete picture that we have the talent to be a final four team um I think it's fair, right? The numbers don't lie yet because we are the number 12 team in the country. All that behind two teams who we've beat. That's neither here nor there. Media bias. We'll get into all that. Um, but I think that even at the start of the 2021 season, when we did, or 2020, 2021, 2020, yeah. 2021, even when we did win the national championship, I don't think that anybody was saying we are a Final Four caliber team. Mm -hmm. We played our way into that. Um, and last year, similarly, we saw them get hot towards the end. Um, obviously, some struggles in the beginning. And it's things that we've talked about before of new roster, a little yeah. bit of turnover. I think we're still building. And, and so that's why I'm not hitting the panic button. But I don't necessarily disagree that we're not playing to a Final Four level yet. Yeah, if somebody holds a gun to my head, which would be super scary, by the way. I would not want that to be the case. And their one question, which would be weird since the gun is against my head, is does Baylor make it past the second weekend? Well, I don't want to get shot, so I've <laughs> got to say no. And Baylor at this point, do they make it past the first weekend? That That's still a toss-up. And it's look, it's the NCAA tournament. They didn't last year, and they had a really good team because of the way they were pit against North Carolina. Baylor on a different side of the bracket probably does go to the Sweet 16. They ran into a, a juggernaut that went to the national championship. But this year's squad feels like there's still a good portion to figure out, even if everybody's not playing at their best then this team could still be really good. 2021, I, I felt like one of the only games that everybody played good was the national championship where you kind of need everybody to play well. Right. And now for this squad, we haven't seen them all play well yet. Maybe they're saving that for the national championship. But to me, that starts with Adam Flagler missing another game. I, I just, I want him to be okay, Brandon. I don't want him to be hurt anymore. I want Adam Flagler to be healthy because that seems like the catalyst for this team catalyst because he's the calming force in my opinion like it seems like when the ball hits his hands everybody settles stuff kind of steadies and that feeds to the defensive end as well because i think 
I still, and I'll die on this hill until <laughs> the hill cr- crumbles, I guess, or whatever. And then you'll but really I die like, on it, yeah. Yeah, then I'll, I'll literally die, uh, similar to the morbid gun on the gun to your head uh, yes. analogy. Um, <laughs> happy Christmas. No, but so I still think it all starts on the defensive end of the floor. So when, if Adam Flagler comes back, um, was out with an illness again against Northwestern State, which I was shocked. So I drove to the game, wasn't oh. on Twitter, didn't see, and I – my wife and I are sitting there and we're looking at warmups and he's nowhere to be found. So, you know, that was strange. You got to hope it's just a precautionary thing, but even if he's back, right. And the offense studies and they have their leader, it has to all start on the defense. Cause it seems like Baylor can get hot and hit more threes than anybody in the country playing an outside in basketball feeding, you know, Caleb Lohner, Jalen Bridges, although he knocked down two threes flow and kind of playing off that post play, but it has to start on defense because I mean, Flo said this in the interview that we did with him. College basketball is so much about you need to have more quality possessions than your opponent. High school can be let's score, let's score, let's score. But the way you control the pace of play, number of possessions is defensively. If you can extend them in the shot clock, that's a fewer possession they have. If you create a turnover, you've now cut their possession short. Yeah. And so I, I do think it all starts on the defense. And having Flagler back to be that senior leader, I think, will start there. Even though he's not necessarily – no one's like, oh, Adam Flagler's a lockdown defender. They typically think of his offense. But that senior leadership, that presence, I think, permeates both sides of the ball. Yeah. I – that – Adam Flagler is this team's MVP. Is he the best player on the team with the be- the highest ceiling? You, you could probably make the case, but I've said it on here. I think Keontae George is still that guy and will continue to be so. But Flagler's, you're, you're right, kind of like that calming force that makes Baylor basketball what it is. And one of the big things that I want to get into in this show, pretty much the duration of the show until we hear from Scott Drew, is going into Big 12 play what that looks like. Look, they get Nichols State tomorrow. I I don't or tonight I guess when this is airing I don't care. Um, I'm sorry that I don't care. We have to cover. We yeah, have to cover. This should be the game. This should be another game where you're like, oh, Baylor won. Kind of the. I hope it's better than Northwestern State game where it was such a slugfest of Baylor just not controlling the ball game without Adam Flagler out there. But that's kind of been a trend outside of the Mississippi. A couple of these Mississippi Valley State, you know, ask opponents where Baylor just rolls. Most of these games have been. When is Baylor going to press the red button of doom and just blow a team out? I think maybe the most complete game we've seen them play against real competition was UCLA, which I really liked the way they closed it out. Felt like a young team learned a lot in that game. Since then, I haven't seen a lot. And now going into Big 12 play, you've got teams like Iowa State, who you open up with, who's a a pretty good contender and a tournament team. And West Virginia is now on the top 25. And TCU is back. And Baylor's struggling with Kansas and Texas, who are both in the top 10 now. This league is set up going in that Baylor could finish as the fourth or fifth best team in the Big 12, still be Final Four caliber, but us Baylor fans thinking, wow, coming off a Big 12 championship, how did this happen? I think that's if we continue playing how we are currently, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the thing is is the outlook is, I mean, if, if you look at on ESPN, the Big 12 men's basketball standings right now, Baylor is the sixth ranked team in the big 12 right now. And you know, it's win loss rated. It's right. You know, a number of things like that. And it doesn't matter until conference starts, but I think at the rate we're playing the breakdowns we're seeing in the stagnant play on offense, as well as potential missed assignments on defense, Mm. that's the outlook. But if anything clicks, I think that our ceiling is another Big 12, Big 12 title regular season. And I would really like to see us do better in the big 12 tournament than we have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's we're going to need to see the rubber meet the road right away on New Year's Eve uh, against Iowa State. My opinion. by the by the way, if you Google right now Big Twelve basketball standings, Google has Baylor at nine and three. So I don't 
I don't know what they know about the Nichols State game. I guess maybe you take Nichols State against the spread. I don't know what they know about Nichols, but I guess I'm taking the money line because Google's Google. They're the most powerful people in the world. So yeah. Uh, well, and, and to your point, and sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to anyway. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But I do think that we need to see a similar Mississippi Valley State-esque dominant performance against Nichols State for anybody to feel any real level of confidence, right? Um, if we squeak out a 10-point win against Nichols, I think we're all feeling a little bit uneasy going to the Iowa State game, which is understandable. So, you know, I do think it'll be similar to what we said prior to the Washington State game. Like maybe a little bit of rust, had some time off. Guys were back home traveling, seeing their families and their hometowns. You come back. I think it's going to be slow, but I really, I really do firmly believe that Scott Drew is going to treat this nickel state game like a conference game, play the real rotations and get ready. And I think it's going to be good. Speaking of good, Brandon, which is just the king of all segues. I think maybe the most good thing, which is just not a thing, is betonline.net. So I I uh to rip the to rip the page back. I don't know the page, I don't know. Open the book, whatever. I am going to Memphis today at the at the time of recording. I'm going to go to Memphis. I'm going to watch some bowl games there, the Liberty Bowl, Arkansas and Kansas because I love sports. Then I'm going to drive with some fraternity brothers. We're going to go to to the Dallas Cowboys game against Tennessee Titans on Thursday and then Friday come back to Arkansas where I'll be back home with family for a couple more days. So Bet online right now, over under two and a half shows where I wear the same thing this week because I'm recording basically the entire week transparently on Tuesday. Today, I'm in this. Tomorrow, I will also be in this. So now, you're the big challenge, Bet Online is will I be wearing this on Friday's show? That's what you don't know. So betonline.net, you can go bet it right now. Minus 115 for yes, minus 115 for no. They are e- You're right there at even odds on the two. Will I, over under two and a half, wear the same thing? Because BetOnline has everything. It is where the game starts. If you want the game to start, it's betonline.net. So go to betonline.net, use your mobile device too, and find out, find out, figure out, put a bet on how, what outfits I will break out the rest of this week at betonline.net. It is where the game starts. Brandon, over under two and a half. What do you think? Over. I'm taking the yes at minus 115. Cool. Mortgage mortgage moment. Mortgage the house on Drake being in the Baylor ball cap and the it's only money sweatshirt. That's what yeah. he's going to be in. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm the one who has control of this. And a lot of this hinges on how this, the content schedule plays out the rest of today individually. So well, it's going to be close. It's going to be a sweater for sure. Also, great microphone. I like the microphone you're using. Thank you. You too. Twins. Looks very, looks very similar to mine. This is, oh. this is why you need to come to YouTube to watch this content right here. Us That's holding true. up microphones that people on the pod can't see. That's right. The people on Spotify and you know, I found an Apple podcast, like 90% of our listenership. So I've been promoting Spotify just to find out that I'm the only one who does podcasts on Spotify. I'm a Spotify um, guy, but for our Apple music family, thank you. Thank you all for being here. Brandon, now going into Big 12 play, the outlook on this conference is, I, I knew it would be scary, but it's even scarier now than, than it, it was because... TCU's back into the fold because Kansas State looks so dangerous because Texas blew out Gonzaga and I thought they looked so good at home that they've got a really high ceiling Kansas being better than I thought they would be and now Baylor looking a little more looking less like a big 12 title contender than maybe we expected this not only scares me but makes me really excited for another year of the big 12 being the dominant force in basketball 
it's going to be a gauntlet. We have the best rating um, so far. I think our average rating was like 38 or something I saw on Twitter today, which is just insane. insane. So that's saying that for, for those folks out there that aren't familiar with that statistic, college basketball writers basically look at the, they take, you know, the ranking of all of your teams divided by the number of teams. And that gives you your average conference rating. And what that tells you is the average team, your conference is ranked X in the country. So there's 352 teams, the average rating, like the weighted average of of big 12 teams is 38. So that means that basically every team within big 12 is terminating tournament caliber team because 64 yeah. teams go to the tournament so it's going to be a grind it's going to be an absolute battle every night which to your point is why we're excited and why big 12 play is so compelling to watch like that's why you can flip on and watch west virginia play you know kansas state and be like well this is an awesome game and i'm going to watch yeah. this um those two teams are really the two i wanted to focus on as well because i think that we expect kansas to be there preseason we expected them to be there we expected them to continue to be led by jalen wilson you know freshman phenom grady dick kevin mcculler the guy from tech just transferred there like we expected that similar thing with texas right we were expecting marcus Carr to be good tyrese hunter just transferred there from iowa state timmy allen they brought back a lot chris beard you know was supposed to be this great coach leading them and similarly and then i'll, I'll stop my tangent but similarly for tcu right you have mike miles pretty much spearheading it emmanuel miller they have so much talent you know kind of the sexy pick to win but the shocking teams for me are the teams like kansas state like west virginia that are now climbing the ranks and playing really good basketball um and i think that's like what makes it so exciting i mean kansas state is 11 and 1 jerome tang is going off and they're being led by a variety of folks in west virginia's 24th so it's really deep conference i would say West Virginia is the most shocking. I kind of saw the Tang thing coming because he's been here so long. That is my favorite hug I've ever gotten in my life. Baylor wins a Big 12 championship. I don't remember why I was in the court. I think I was filming. This was last year's Big 12 championship. And we made eye contact and just that embrace. And I thought, you're you're going to die here. You're going to stay here forever. I, I love you. You were ready to do so. Yes. I have the gun to my head, man. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, him leaving, it's Joey McGuire. It is... You just, you're still good, but you lost a driving force in your program. Joey McGuire being the football side now at Texas Tech. Uh, Him winning at Kansas State's not a surprise to me, but some of these teams that are still not just afloat, but playing really well, like Iowa State and West Virginia. I mean, I thought Iowa State, after getting crunched by the transfer portal, that their season would be just riddled with inconsistency, but they've been so good so far. And but Texas, they retooled in the transfer portal as well. Two of their bingo. starters both came from St. Bonnie's, and or, you know one of them is leading them in scoring. So it's pretty – it's wild. That's why it's changing the just outlook and landscape of college basketball. Football Free team, agency. This is, a, this, is a, this is a basketball podcast. Free agency. And that – it has put it to where I feel like the two Oklahoma schools is the ones with the biggest question marks now of, man, I really like Boynton at Oklahoma State. How good are they mm-hmm. going to be? I like Porter Moser at Oklahoma. How good are they going to be? If two teams miss the tournament at this point, it might be those two. They are at the bottom of the standings in the Big 12. But Baylor might go 11-7 and seven in Big 12 play, still finish in the top three or four. And I think that's a really big win. If you get out of non-conference with two losses, and even as a nine-loss regular season team, you're still a top four or five seed to me in the NCAA tournament. Uh, yeah, I still think that if that happens, we will be <laughs> chicken little. The sky is falling. Seriously, I, I oh, do. Yeah. And But I mean, to your point, the teams, it's because of the depth of the Big 12. Anybody can beat anybody. 
but you mentioned the two Oklahoma schools that are in the basement of the Big 12 right now. Mm. Oklahoma's nine and three. Oklahoma State is eight and four. Yeah. No yeah. one is below a 600 winning percentage in the Big 12 right now. It is insane. And it's not like we've just been playing cupcake teams either. So mm. no team has. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see. Now, Baylor last year finished with four losses in the Big 12. So before it's like the seven loss sky is falling. That's the nature of the league again this year is what it could be. Uh, do I think it'll happen? No. Also, I don't re- like four losses seems like a very small amount considering how good the Big 12 was last year. Baylor was just that solid of a basketball team. We also squeaked out a couple wins, if you remember. I mean, like yes. at Oklahoma State, and you know, there were a few. It was dicey for sure. Against but yeah. some not great teams. But the, again, the depth of the Big 12 makes all of these teams dangerous. And again, uh, this year, I think that's that's what I see going into the Big 12. I've got to predict every Baylor basketball game. I, I think this team loses five or six games in Big 12 play. But I also think your your tournament, your regular season winner, I should say, Kansas or Texas, who I who are the two favorites, still lose four or five games. I'm leaning the five or six side. And that just is a testament to how good this league is. Yeah, there's a real chance. And it'd be interesting to see what the committee does in this case, right? If the team that wins the Big 12 regular season has five or six losses, can you put them on the one line? Mm. That's that's going to be an interesting thing. And if they do, is it just because they won the Big 12, which is probably fair. Um, but then I think it's going to be really interesting to see where the drop off is. So, you know, let's say the Big 12 gets six bids. And, you know, most of those teams have six, seven, eight losses. Yes, they're probably better than a five seed on, you know, if you watch them play. But on paper, yeah. this is what the resume says. So it's going to be interesting come March for sure. Um, that's actually a good idea for a pod. You know, we're pulling the curtain back. We should do a, a Baylor pre-conference or maybe after it jumps in, you know, go through and predict game by game and, and see where we think they land. That could be interesting. Yeah, and I see it being a, you know, West Virginia comes to Waco and beats you, and then you return the favor in Morgantown. There will be a few of those games this season because Baylor, as as experienced as we say they are, a lot of your leaders are either freshmen or new to the team or new to the game. And Langston Love being one of those guys, right, that you're, you're just now getting your full swing of basketball. Yeah, well, we, you're also seeing, and I think this is going to happen with Big 12 play, like we talked about this prior to the Washington State game, Keontae seems to play best when the lights are brightest, which is why, like, I think his, you know, seemingly down, not seemingly, it was a down game against Northwestern State isn't a big deal because then he's going to yeah. go for 19, you know, against Washington State or I don't know. I'm not super concerned about it. I think it's going to be interesting to see how the roles kind of get more defined as competition increases. But that's what that's what we're excited for. I mean, from the time of recording or I guess from the time you're listening, if you're listening to this, you know, I think it's going to be Wednesday we open conference play in three days. Like yeah. the rubber is going to meet the road. We're going to see it against a really tough Iowa state team who brought back a lot. They did get beat up by the transfer portal with some of their best players, but they're by and large the same team. If you watch them on tape, gritty defense, don't score a lot. It's going to be a rock fight. They have a couple guys that can kill you, but if Baylor's not focused, it's going to be very difficult to, to go in there or to, to win that game. Yeah. So much for an Iowa state preview, huh? I don't guess we really got too much. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 we can, I don't want to cut Scott short, but maybe we take a couple minutes. Really, it's just a lot of the same thing. Tough zone defense. You have to attack them from the inside out. They're going to overhelp on the posts. They're not super great athletes. I think if our guards, if if two of our three guards or 
you know, scoring double digits and the other ones yeah. are assisting and Jalen and the supporting cast, Caleb flow are efficient. I think we're going to be fine, but if we're not, Iowa state can really stifle you offensively. And so if we look stagnant, that could be a problem. Yeah. Iowa state has wins against some pretty good teams, North Carolina, namely they're number one. When they beat them, they have a win over Villanova. Who's pretty, they're reeling this year without Jay Wright. Iowa state also a win against St. John's, but then you have two blowout losses, one to UConn by 18, one to Iowa who I, I can't pick. I, I don't know what's going on. This Iowa team frame McCaffrey, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. They were against Iowa state won that game by 19, but most of their wins are similar to Baylor's McNeese state, North Dakota, Milwaukee, IUPUI. So now you get what's unique about this for Baylor and Iowa State both. You don't have your IUPUIs sprinkled in there now. You play every single night against a an NCAA caliber opponent. NCAA a top tournament. 40 opponent, basically. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Um, the UConn game is crazy. I went back and rewatched that a little bit. They were in the game for you know, the first half and even the, yeah. the second. So like they can play teams tough for stretches that UConn loss now doesn't look as bad as it did at the time with UConn, True. you know, number two in the country. So it's, it's interesting for sure. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do Iowa state big 12 play. Let's just, let's get into this. Let's play big 12. I'm ready for Baylor to play. I, get, I know we're skipping over nickel state, which maybe Baylor will lose to them, but Google hey, seems hey. to think so. Baylor's Google listed at nine so. and three on Google. So, Brandon, thanks for joining, as always. Um, and we're going to pitch it off. To, don't leave yet, because I want you to hear what Scott Drew has to say. Scott, take it away. Yeah, we were really blessed. Got everybody back yesterday. Um, so, nah, knock on wood. Uh, tough, because you're playing. Uh, uh, you only have one day of practice. Then today's practice has to be a little bit lighter, because you're playing tomorrow. Um, so, uh, it's always challenging, but first and foremost, get everybody here. We did that and then, uh, had a good practice, have a good one today and get ready for a tough Nichols team. How is, uh, how's Adam doing? And Adam's doing great, uh, healthy and, uh, had a good practice yesterday. You mentioned Nichols, um, you know, giving some people fits. What do you, what do you see from them? Yeah, well, <laughs> unfortunately a lot of good things, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they, uh, uh, had Texas Tech down uh, most of the game and, and very easily could have won that and had a three-pointer to beat Mississippi State and had a tip in to send it to overtime. So uh, it, it's, a, it's a good quality team, very well coached. They've won two conference championships. And when you're playing teams that uh, have a good coach and uh, are used to winning, they're, they're tough to beat. And last year watching that game, that was one of our better games of the year. I mean, we really executed, uh, played very well. Yeah, they, they got uh, uh, three really good guards, uh, Thomas, Huffman, and Jones. They lead them in scoring. And, again, uh, no freshmen, uh, a bunch of seniors, juniors, and graduates. So when you have that uh, experienced, talented, used to winning, well-coached, and especially good guards, uh, that's, that's a recipe for success in college basketball. It definitely helps prepare you because each game um, you're going against a, a quality opponent, so you have to execute and uh, you have closer games, more uh, real game situations, and 
hopefully you're learning and improving from. Most of all, hopefully you win. Um, and that's what we need to do uh, before uh, uh, we can look to Big 12 play. Yeah. The guys are talking about defense has gotten better, but yeah, our turnover percentage is not as good as it's been, so we got to keep working on that. Probably uh, our shot selection uh, in lower possession games uh, still can improve, and in our rebounding offensively and defensively, we can get better. What have, you, what have you seen from kind of the younger guys? Obviously, Keontae had another great game uh, against Washington State. I mean, have they really stepped up in this non conference slate, and are they ready? Well, uh, uh, the good thing is each and every day uh, our guys have to get better in practice because competition's really good. We have good uh, uh, upperclassmen leadership. They do a great job talking to the, the, the young guys and new guys. And uh, uh, because of that, I mean, uh, uh, Keontae and Josh being two uh, uh, freshmen have really, really improved, especially on the defensive end, uh, made uh, great strides and uh, um, uh, that's part of why we've been successful, and uh, hopefully uh, they keep on that uh, uh, um, projectile up because uh, it's it's impressive how far they've come and how much they've improved. From uh, talking about Josh, uh, it seems like he's really kind of taken a step up this year. Uh, what what uh, have you seen from him, and I guess the progression from game one yeah. to where we're at now? Well, I think. Uh, uh, he, Everything he's improved in, um, he's doing it uh, quicker um, and more efficient. Uh, and uh, I think the biggest thing is uh, he's so coachable and he wants to learn, wants to get better. And uh, playing the the, the cent uh, center position is so it's like a um, it's like the center in college football. They have to read so much. And I mean, he he has to communicate and talk and do such a great job uh, uh, relaying our defensive uh, uh, calls to the guards because normally it's a ball screen offense, and that means your center's got to do all the talking and make all the reads. So um, to be able to do that at the uh, speed required at this level, it's a transition from high school, and he's done a great job in in, in continuing to get better with that. Hey, you can ask as many as you want, man. Yeah, right? So, like, there's only two of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's right now either two or three teams in the top ten in the Big 12. How, how good is this conference from top to bottom? I think you've talked about it a couple times. But just, you know, game, game in and game out, you guys are going to have kind of a tough slate. Well, the big, the big thing is uh, I saw Lenardi had every team in the Big 12 in the NCAA tournament at one point, and that's never happened before uh, and speaks to the depth. And once again, the number one ranked conference, and the reason is it's great to have five in the top 25, but it's even more impressive to have uh, everybody in the NCAA tournament. And there's no night where you're going to have a bad loss. You just have uh, opportunities for quality wins. At the same time, uh, it means you have a lot of close games, a lot of one-possession games, and you got to be on point and ready. Uh, you know, the present we got was a win right before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me pumped. We'll have to keep chatting as conference play jumps in. And yeah, we're a basketball school and a basketball pod. You remember when Garth Brooks had residency in Las Vegas for a while? Sure. Yeah. Elvis had residency in Las Vegas. Those people he did. Sad movie. Good movie, but sad movie. Would you like to have residency once a week on Locked on Baylor? This is locked on. Yeah, I'd love to do it. Let's do it. All right. Sweet. Perfect. That's once a week. Brandon McKinnon, you booked. We just booked it. We signed a deal right there in blood. Um, I'm Drake Toll, Sports Illustrated Inside the Bears. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. And if you don't, that's on you. This has been, come back tomorrow. We're going to see what I'm wearing and talk more about football and basketball. Locked On Baylor.